Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Cats News Radio WRVA. It is a Monday afternoon. Now, when last we met, it was 76, 77 degrees. Ugh, I'm calling it 50, and quite frankly, I'm I'm spotting a couple of degrees that way. But it is what it is, and uh, we have a lot. I mean, a lot that we have to get through this afternoon. And, and by the way, some of the stuff we're going to be dealing with today, I'm just going to give you the heads up. Uh, it's 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 not necessarily happy stuff. Uh, I, I want to share, before we do anything else, Deputy Sheriff uh, Doug Jenks from uh, Caroline County, who was a recipient of our Lieutenant Jan McTurnham Blue Friday Honor a couple of months back, an amazing guy. And we learned while uh, Deputy Jenks was with us that he was, he was battling cancer. And uh, a couple of days ago, uh, he passed away, the 26th. And there are arrangements now in place. I'm going to share those details with you in a little bit because I would hope uh, if you were able to listen to the uh, the interaction we had, the interaction we had with Doug Jenks, um, you'll 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 want to spend a moment if you can take a moment to go and just. I would like to uh, send a message to his family. His his family's been through just a huge, huge ordeal. And um, anyway, I, I'm going to give you those details. I'm sorry. I I I personally was just so touched chatting with him. I, I spent an hour with him. It's, it's not like we were best friends or anything like that. But he was he was an amazing man he was a tremendous credit to the uh, to the law enforcement community a a great great part of our community our central virginia community so again my uh, my condolences to the uh, family of Doug Jenks and i will provide you with some details in, in a couple of moments if you would like to go out and uh, just tell the family that uh, he meant something to you we'll have the opportunity a little bit later this week Coming up uh, just about a half hour from now, Alfredo Ortiz is going to be here. He is the uh, president, the CEO of the Job Creators Network, an amazing organization. And, you know, we're hearing all of this uh, so-called economic news. Oh, everything is fine, Jeff. Oh, well, yeah, you don't have any money, but that's because, well, anyway, look, there's something shiny over there and there's a squirrel over there. No, no, let's get back to this whole, how come we don't have any money? 
How come we talk about, quote, the economy, but when uh, the rubber hits the road, you and I are paying more and we're getting less? And unless you got yourself a major pay increase from your employer last year, uh, you are far, far behind. That's the reality of it. So uh, Alfredo Ortiz will be with us at 3.33. And I have to uh, share a quote with you. Many times, as you know, I, I simply like to uh, play the audio, share the audio of somebody speaking, but I don't want anything to be lost here. So let me pass along the meaningful, heartfelt words from Kareem Jean-Pierre, who is the Minister of Propaganda for the White House. You know, there were three soldiers killed. In the line of duty, three soldiers killed after a uh, a drone attack. Iran behind this terror operation, as they are behind most terror operations, and they're doing a great job these days of financing terror operations, thanks to Joe Biden and his uh, his true puppet master, Barack Obama. But I, I digress. Kareem Jean-Pierre made an appearance on MSNBC. So let's not kid ourselves. Right, nobody saw it. But I was watching it because I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. It's okay. It's okay. You're welcome. But let me share it with you. I just No, no, before we even get to the sound, uh, Germ, I, I, I want to share it because uh, these words will resonate with you. I will say, obviously, our deepest condolences go out. And our heartfelt condolences go out to the families who lost three, three brave, three brave, uh, three folks who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf of this administration. It just brings a tear to your eye, doesn't it? I mean, the the emotion there, the the true compassion and thought that goes into that. She doesn't know the branch. These three uh brave uh three uh brave folks were in, and then she tells us they were fighting on behalf of this administration. Now, Corinne Jean Pierre. Uh, I understand that you've done, so far as I can tell, nothing of any real value throughout your life. And I could be wrong. I'm sure there's something very, very important somewhere in your background, and I just missed it. But I just couldn't find anything. So I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to serve anywhere. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to chat with someone who has served this nation. But I will tell you that there's absolutely, positively no member of the military who is fighting on behalf of this administration or any administration. These uh, brave uh, people who are part of, uh, you know, uh, the uh, military folks, they fight for this nation. They fight on behalf of this nation. They fight on behalf of my children. Frankly, they fight on behalf of you, even though you and, and the crowd at the White House have done everything humanly possible to demean them and insult them and take support away from them and, and hold them up to ridicule. They still 
still fight on behalf of you because, quite frankly, they are better than you are, and they are better than anybody in this godforsaken administration. That's the fact. Do you want to hear her speaking? I mean, this is painful. All right, all right. Go ahead, Germ. Let's 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 just hear this. So, uh, nothing new to to uh, report back from what uh, Admiral John Kirby shared with all of you about an hour or so ago. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously, our deepest condolences uh, go out, and our he- heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three three brave. Uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls, as the president yeah. said yesterday Goodbye. when he was in South Carolina. Goodbye. That's it. Our hearts That's it. I don't want any more. I don't want to hear her anymore. I don't even want the whole piece of that because she turns it into a campaign spin. She's absolutely, positively reprehensible. She's beneath contempt. This entire administration for which she works is beneath contempt. What they are doing to our nation is absolutely disgusting and vile. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And there you have it. Well, uh, look, uh, 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 the three uh, brave... uh, well, Jeff, she was she she was caught uh, she was all caught off guard. She, she she was on live television. I mean, I mean, how could you possibly expect her to craft uh you know uh a a, 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 a remotely uh, coherent thought or statement? Because at least in theory, that's her job. At least in theory, the press secretary for this administration or any administration is supposed to have a grasp of facts and information, and be able to share them. She doesn't. She's there because Joe Biden said, just like he said with the Supreme Court, we're going to check some boxes here. We've got a DEI requirement that we need to meet. This is diversity, equity, and inclusion on full display. But you know what else it is? It's contempt for our military. It is contempt for honorable, decent, brave, courageous, devoted men and women who serve. It's showing them that this administration does not care. Doesn't care in the least. I don't know if you have any questions, but boy, any and all questions that you might have, I'd like to say they were answered right there. Uh, If you want to take a look at her babbling pretty much incoherently, I do have that video posted. Uh, It's over on The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. If you're not following me there, you should. Simple as that. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. And then over on X, it's Jeff Katz Show. Jeff Katz Show on X. My friend Carl Carlson is uh, under the weather today. He's uh, He told me he got a, uh, a bad cold or something. It's kind of morphed into laryngitis. So we're giving Carl a pass today simply because even if he were speaking, you wouldn't be able to hear him. He lost his voice. And and I, I know it would be perhaps entertaining in the in the wrong 
way, but no, we're not going. So Carl's got a pass today, just FYI. Uh, Alfredo Ortiz, the uh, president and the CEO of Job Creators Network, he's going to be with us at 3.33. We've got a lot that we are handling. I want to quickly remind you about our Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140, You are always, always, always welcome to uh, shoot me a note. Love to share it with everybody. Uh, make it uh, something very, very important, would you? I had a meeting the other day. I'm going to share one of the things that uh, occurred at this meeting. Somebody who, uh, I mean, they're a leftist, so that may or may not mean something. But the manner in which they described marriage just, just like blew my socks off. And uh, I am going to share that with you in just a moment because I think it's, uh, it's a good indication of how some people look at marriage, and I, I just don't think they see it in the way that it is supposed to be seen. All right? Well, chat about that in just a moment. Again, Chronic Care of Richmond text line always available to you, 833-804-1140, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Radio WRVA. It is a Monday afternoon. There's some interesting sound from uh, Ilhan Omar as well, where she uh, tells everybody she is uh, Somali first, Muslim second, and I don't know how much further she goes down the list. The one thing she never mentions is American. Wow. I'll, I'll stick that up. You can take a look at it. Uh, over on social media. I don't want to spend a huge amount of time dealing with that. A uh, quick look at our uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833 804 1140. 833 804 1140. 8843 says, Jeff, uh, you are, are absolutely uh, uh, correct. Uh, Joe and John Pierre are uh, uh, contemptible creations. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could argue with that it, it, it's, it's just so thoroughly disrespectful completely and totally disrespectful but this is the worst part that is exactly exactly how those folks think in the white house people in the white house have absolutely positively no regard for you or for me. I mean, you knew that already, right? But they don't have any regard for the military. They don't have any, well, they don't have any regard for anyone except themselves. This is your typical uber left-wing perspective. I'm going to share this uh, little interaction I had the other day, and you don't need to know who or where or what, but uh, part of a, uh, a conversation and one of the people there is is divorced, but lives with someone. I don't know, long-time relationship, maybe. But in a very, very offhand way, he was talking about marriage and said, well, you know, I'm, I, I'm, as, I, I'm married. I mean, we just didn't walk down the aisle and then kept moving. And I thought, well, wait a minute. 
maybe you really do believe that. I don't know. But the manner in which it was said, and it was so dismissive, I thought, oh yeah, you really do believe that. And it is so offensive and insulting to we who are actually married. There is a real commitment when you are married and not just kind of playing house. I don't care how long you've been playing house. And I just, I, I was so, uh, really, I, I was just sort of rocked on my heels when I heard that. And it, it, it was a reminder to me that, I mean, in my community, as I interact with people, you, you see wedding bands, you have uh, marriages in place, people who have pledged their, uh, their faith and their loyalty and their exclusive relationship, all this stuff before God. And so to dismiss that was just unbelievably insulting. And then I take a look at some of the numbers. And we see the numbers for marriage are going down. Why? Because there's that mindset that says, well, this is the same. It's not. It just isn't. Having been both married and not married, I will tell you, it is not the same thing. I'm not telling you you need to do what I've done. I'm not telling you you should do this, that, or the other, but please don't insult my marriage and what it really represents and what it really means and what it really stands for by comparing it to what your situation is, because they are not the same. I mentioned the arrangements for Deputy Sheriff Doug Jenks. Uh, there is going to be a viewing this Wednesday, January the 31st. It's going to be at the uh, Bennett Funeral Home, 8014 Lee Davis Road in Mechanicsville. And uh, that's going to happen from 2 to 4 in the afternoon and then from 6 to 8 in the evening. Uh, the service itself will be Thursday, February the third, uh, February the first. I apologize. Also, the Bennett Funeral Home uh, that will let me see. There's no time listed there, so I'll find out the time for that and uh, pass that along to you as soon as I have it. All right, uh, we have Alfredo Ortiz, President, CEO of the Job Creators Network, joining us next. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Thirty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Monday afternoon. My goodness, huge change in the weather. Whew, Seventy-six on Friday. We're barely hitting fifty. Uh, we'll get through it though. Not to uh, not to worry about that. We have a lot that we are dealing with. And the other day, you recall these um, these economic numbers came out. And we had a former congressman, my friend, Dr. Dave Brett, former dean of the business school at Liberty University. He came on, analyzed a lot of the stuff and said, well, here's what's real. Here's what's not. And I'm always concerned uh, with, with people who own and operate businesses, right? People who are creating jobs. And I've got friends who do that. I had lunch today with uh, my dear friend Billy Kane from A-plus Roofing and A-plus Windows and talking about what's really going on, sort of the real economy, if you will. 
Alfredo Ortiz is the president and CEO of the Job Creators Network, and I know that uh, he's got some perspectives on this that uh, we have not heard anywhere else, and I'm just so happy to welcome him to the program. Alfredo, thank you for being here. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the pleasure is mine because I have uh, listened to you and uh, read your uh, your analysis in other places for a while now. And I, I, I want to hit on, if it's okay with you, these two numbers that I, I didn't particularly understand. I'm not an economist. I'm an employee. I don't have a, a, a job-creating business. But the so-called personal consumption expenditures, right? Um, inflation and then core inflation. So tell me what these really mean and how are they impacting me? Well, uh, Jeff, you know, I always say it's really funny because to the average American, an ordinary American consumer uh, and small business uh, they don't really care about percentages, right? right? They care about actual green, right? The dollars that they get in and the dollars that they put out. Yep. And uh, over the past three plus years, the dollars that they are putting out are a heck of a lot more than the dollars that they're getting in. That's the bottom line. Yes. Um, and inflation, which is, you know, kind of the, the uh, uh, as you called, you know, the, the PCE and the core PCE, which basically strips out a couple different things. I mean, those went up uh, far above the target still of what the Federal Reserve wants, which is about 2%. Okay. Um, the PC rose about 26 and the core just under 3%. Right. Bottom line, what that means is that inflation rate has slowed down. But it doesn't mean that it's gone away or that price levels, and this is what I really want to focus on, Jeff, that yeah. price levels have dropped, right? right? Price levels have compounded over the past three years and continue to compound on themselves. Uh, you know, as of the last reporting going forward, which means that the prices that people are paying are more and more and more than what they paid in the past. And this looks like a trend that's going to continue. And that's what really matters to the ordinary consumer, the ordinary American, the small business owner that is paying outrageous uh, prices for everything uh, that they're used to paying for in goods and services. And this is this is it, Alfredo. I am, I will tell you, I am that ordinary consumer. Married, suburban, father, three kids, two of those boys are in college. And when I go to the supermarket, when I go to the gas pump, when I, well, heck, I go online to uh, Amazon.com. Everything is more expensive now than it was two years ago, than it was three years ago, than it was four years ago. I have not right. seen anything anywhere roll back. Uh, certainly not for any sort of consistent period. So I, 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 I'm that guy, Alfredo. I, I have less, and right. everything costs more. Yeah, and and that's exactly right. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure that the last time we went to the grocery store, you'd say, "Oh, good. I'm so glad that the PC only went up three percent because right. my ketchup now is right. only worth, you know, it only costs nine dollars a bottle. Yep. You know, I mean, yep. it's yep. what consumers are facing. I mean, I went to the grocery store the other day, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted to make myself a turkey sandwich, right, and a hot dog, okay. right? So I went in. I didn't have, I didn't have, I didn't have ketchup, right? So I went to go buy a bottle of ketchup. It was over nine dollars for a bottle of ketchup, oh right? And I'm not talking fancy ketchup. I'm just talking good old Heinz, right? Nine bucks. <laughs> I wanted to make myself a turkey sandwich. I went to the deli. Fifteen bucks a pound for turkey. Oh. I'm like, you can't even make yourself a turkey sandwich anymore, Jeff. <laughs> 
I mean, this is what really matters to the consumer, and this yeah. is what they're paying. You know, and the White House loves spinning it. That's, oh, look how good we're doing. Inflation is coming down. And I love my, my favorite analogy is this. Pretend, you know, that uh, over the past year, and I'm going to put pretend in quotes, but mm-hmm. I've gained, oh, I don't know, let's say five pounds a month over the past year, right? So 60 pounds. Yeah. Right? But now, now I'm only gaining two pounds a month. Oh, my God, Jeff, you and I should celebrate with a tub of ice cream, right? Because it's so great. It's going, it, you know, it's only yep. two pounds a month now, right? Yep. But guess yep. what? The damage has been done. I gained the 60 pounds, and now I'm yep. building on the 60 pounds, right? Yes. Yes. That's, that's exactly That's right. what's happened to our economy. Oh, what a great analogy, Alfredo. Let me remind everybody, Alfredo Ortiz is joining us. He's the uh, president, the CEO of uh, Job Creators Network. Alfredo, for, for folks who may be in, again, my position where we are, we're employees, W-2, 1099, we're, we're not right. creating jobs. So tell me a little bit about Job Creators Network, would you? Yeah, so, so Job Creators Network, we've been around for about 12 years. I've actually been doing this for my 11th year, so I'm really excited uh, and really honored to do this because we really stand up and advocate for the 33 million or so small business owners that are out there employing 60-plus million hardworking Americans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a block of over 90 million hardworking Americans represented by small business owners. And we all know during COVID, we saw what happens when small business comes to a grinding halt, right? Our communities come to a grinding halt, right? They're the backbone. They're the heartbeat of America. And we have to defend our small businesses. And I'm sorry, Jeff, but this administration, I truly believe, is hell-bent on getting rid of small businesses because you know what? They can't control them. They can't corral them. They can't, you know, tell them what to do, you know, once fell swoop. They'd rather have, I think, five big national banks that they can bring to the White House and tell them how they're going to do things, right, rather than having thousands of community banks that service our small businesses across the country. Oh, Alfredo, you don't have to apologize for that. I think you're spot on. I think this administration, you take a look again, I don't necessarily want to get bogged down in numbers, but... This administration has created the largest federal workforce, the, the, the place where uh, these jobs are being created in many cases that they like to point to are people working for the government. And you're right, they're, they're doing everything humanly possible to squeeze out the local business guy, the small business person, the, that, that, that husband and wife team that owns a, a car repair shop or a, or a local restaurant or the roofing company. Uh, they, they just don't like this idea of entrepreneurship because there's independence that comes with that yeah oh yeah no absolutely in fact just to kind of put an exclamation point on that uh, on that point about government jobs in 2023 you know how the the president's crowing about all the great job creation you know the 14 million jobs which by the way is total bogus bs i'm sorry (laughs) it is because those aren't jobs that he actually created those are jobs that basically kind of got backfilled after COVID. I mean, it's kind of like when you step in a puddle of water, you know, the water kind of goes out and then comes back when you, yep. when you step away. That's kind of what's happened, right? So when you really look at the jobs that he's actually created that we can give him true credit in terms of job creation, it's about 4 million plus jobs. But guess what? Many of those, over 50%, about 60%, were government jobs. Yeah. So when you really look at the actual job creation that's taking place, it's not that healthy at all. And in fact, it was about, um, I think uh, the the number came down, I think it was like 
2.7 million actually new jobs came in in sectors that were actually what we would consider private industry sectors. It's, okay. it's, it's, that's not good at all. And by the way, seven, about 700,000 Americans actually left the labor force last year. Jeez. Jeez. So, 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 so everything that they're crowing about, Bidenomics, and gee, look how good things are. I mean, look, they're counting on the average American, the ordinary American, to be stupid. And I'm sorry, we're not. We're not stupid because we go to the grocery store, we go to the gas, gas pumps, and we see it and we feel it every single day. Uh, you're, you're absolutely spot on, Alfredo. I, I want to ask you about uh, our local businesses. You know, I'm tied in with uh, all sorts of local businesses. I see how hard these these folks are working, the sacrifices they're making. I mean, oh, you yeah. start a business. Look, it, it's like stepping on the edge of a cliff and saying, okay, I'm jumping now. Yep, and, uh, exactly. Right, I'm, I'm hoping my parachute works or I'm going to build one on the way down. Do you clearly have give a voice to them. Is this a membership thing? Do they say, hey, Job Creators Network, I want to be part of the group? Well, look, we, we welcome everybody, first of all, whether you're a okay. Democrat, Republican, Independent, Black, White, Yellow, Green, Blue. If you're a small business owner, and quite frankly, a friend of a small business owner, a family member of a small business owner, right, we welcome you to the group. Um, we actually need your help because mm-hmm. we are a small group, just like a small business owner. I, I hate a lot of overhead, so I keep my team lean and mean. Um, but, but, you know, we're out there fighting on a national level against all these stupid regulations, the push for higher taxes, right, yep. that we're hearing from the administration. I mean, right now we're advocating for something that uh, the, the Congress is trying to pass, I think, vote on uh, this week, which are uh, extensions, basically, of some of the tax benefits under the tax and jobs act that have expired that were tax benefits for the small business owners. So we're advocating for those, but anybody can go to join jcn.com. That's join jcn.com. There's no fee for signing up, no fee to get all of our information. Uh, but we love support from people out there who can. Um, and you know, we, we, and we always look for, for voices out there, some, you know, brave small business owners that actually don't mind speaking out yeah. against all the ridiculous, you, you know, uh, stuff that's being said in the press. And so, um, you know, we, we, we welcome everybody really, um, yes. you know, that believes in small business, that believes in free enterprise, you know, uh, uh, lower taxes, less regulation. I mean, that's what we stand for. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, if it's all right, Alfredo. I want to share the uh, the website, joinjcn.com. I'll put it up on all of my social media platforms. And if you're amenable to it, I'd love to get you back, because I think your analysis is so valuable. I don't know, maybe every couple of weeks, if, if you can work us into your schedule, just to talk about where we are and maybe where we're headed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would love to do that. And uh, like I said, the more... You can help us get the word out about, you know, getting support for us, joinjcn.com. We do need, you know, we need boots on the ground. We need yep. people out there uh, in the media, right? And we help with all that. We, we help people get their voices out. We like saying that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're basically a big, big megaphone yeah. uh, that, that we give to small business owners all across the country to, to, to help kind of, uh, uh, you know, clear the, the, the fake narrative that's out there. Lord knows there's a lot of it, too. Uh, Alfredo, I appreciate you being here, sir. I look forward to chatting again soon. That's Alfredo Ortiz. He is the president. He's the CEO of Job Creators Network. And again, joinjcn.com. Joinjcn.com if, in fact, uh, you're, uh, you're a small business owner. And you would like to learn more. You'd like to have a voice. Uh, you're somebody like me who... 
well, I got a million different friends who are small business owners, and they're all trying to grow their business. I, I That's why I like to refer to so-called small businesses, their neighborhood businesses, their community business, people you know that you are running into the supermarket, running into at the supermarket or at the gas station or at church or whatever. Uh, so joinjcn.com is their website, and we'll get uh, Alfredo back. I love it. 345, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Retro, go. Lido, go. Guidance, go. Control, go. Falcon, go. Gen Z, go. Econ, go. Surgeon, go. 352, Capcom, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. By the way, thanks to uh, Heidi, my uh, lovely bride, our IT director, and our uh, musical uh, connoisseur. Uh, she discovered that song, and uh, that's going to be part of the rotation. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate that. Some really good uh, texts coming in on the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140, Jeff, I'm getting married in April. Marriage is a sacred covenant between us and God. Everybody at the wedding, well, they are the witnesses. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I absolutely, positively Agree with you. One of the worst things that ever happened was this idea of the uh, of the government sanctioned marriage. First of all, it set people at odds, as you know, and it it took what is a religious ceremony, a religious act, and, and put it into the same bureaucratic system as um, well driver's licenses. But that's where we are. And again, I'm not telling you how you should be living your life. If you do this, you do that again. Chapter 1, verse 1, Book of Jamal, you do you. But if you're going to tell me that you're living with someone or you having a girlfriend is the same as my marriage, I'm going to tell you that that is incredibly insulting and it's completely and totally wrong. Uh, 804, Jeff, I love Alfredo Ortiz, great guest financial analyst, but is he really putting ketchup on a turkey sandwich? Well, he's in Texas. No, he's he is. He's, he's in uh, Dallas, Texas. And I'm going to reach out. I have friends in Dallas. I've got a number of people, actually, that I know in Dallas. So I'm going to reach out to some of my friends in Dallas. i got a couple of friends down in Houston as well. It could be a Texas thing. I don't know. But I am with you, 804. I wouldn't even hold a bottle of ketchup near a turkey sandwich. But, yeah. Uh, I, I just thought, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. That's all and also I'm going to say. Jeff, I am a regular listener uh, driving home just now. Uh, heard you, uh, yeah, heard you reporting on the horrific briefing by Corrine Jean-Pierre on the three soldiers killed. Then I heard the actual clip of KJP. It makes me literally want to weep for our country and our future. Thank you for your voice best Dave. Well, thank you, Dave. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for paying attention. Uh, thank you for being concerned. There are just those things that you should be respectful of. And three soldiers who are killed deserve the respect of the White House. 
they deserve and their families deserve, and we as Americans deserve, a press secretary who knows which branch they were a part of. And we deserve a press secretary who does not believe that the military is fighting for the administration, but you and I both know that's what they think. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., John Reed's going to be here. I'll be listening. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Monday afternoon, and uh, Alfredo Ortiz, despite what you just heard, was with us about a half hour ago. You'll be able to listen to that entire conversation if you go to newsradiowrba.com. Newsradiowrba.com. I had the opportunity earlier today to uh, to have lunch with uh, my friend Billy Kane from A-plus Roofing and A-plus Windows. And I mention that not not because I want to tell you necessarily about uh, roofs or, or windows, because I tell you about those every, just about every day, right? No, but it, it's just hearing the real-world perspective from people who own and operate businesses. What the challenges are right about now. I spend every Saturday morning with uh, Stan Andruski from Certified Auto Repair. And I, I chat with him about that. I'm, I'm a regular, as you know, at Jake's place. And I, I chat with Wendy and John. And I mean, there are a million different folks that I'm able to chat with on a regular basis about businesses and what our challenges are. And then for me personally, I have spent the bulk of my life as an employee. And as I'm doing more and more and more on my own, I'm thinking, man, well, well wait a minute. Hold on a second here. <laughs> you know, uh, what about this? What about that? And they're just these little things. But if you are in a business of some sort, or you're building a business, or you're trying to build a business, it is like jumping off a cliff, right? Like you have allegedly this security that comes with being an employee. Oh, you get a check and you do this and this is the way it works. And for a lot of people, that's exactly the mindset. And I look at some of my friends who grew up in entrepreneurial families. They always knew that it was on them. And that's, that's a heavy lift, isn't it? I mean, honest to goodness, if you're in that situation and your kids don't eat if you don't accomplish this, that's a lot of pressure. So why would anybody do it? Well, what, you know, Alfredo Ortiz was with us a moment ago, and he said, well, you know, we have to think about this administration right now. They're actively trying to hurt small businesses. Now, why is that? Why would anybody want to hurt small businesses, given that the bulk of the jobs in America are created by small businesses? Because the fundamental underlying ideology of this uber left-wing operation that is now firmly in control of the White House, they don't want you to be independent. They don't want you to be self-reliant. They want you to be completely reliant on, completely dependent on, this entity that is called the government. And if you want a little clue into that, take a look at one of the, the obscene pieces of legislation 
that was introduced up by, I forget it was the House of Delegates of the State Senate. But it would have mandated that we, the taxpayers, provide all the meals to the children. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Schools without any regard to income. As it is now, we, we have a system. It used to be the uh, the school lunch program, then it became the school lunch and the school breakfast program. In some places now it's the school breakfast, the school lunch, the school dinner program, then it's stuff that happens during the summer. So, so what happens with all of that? Well, Jeff, we don't want children to starve. You're absolutely right. I don't want any child to go hungry. But I don't believe that every child should be fed at school by some sort of a government operation. I'm not talking about the the teachers or the aides or folks like that. No, I'm talking about this underlying system, which is taking more and more and more and more control from parents. And we're telling parents they don't have to be responsible. Anything you want to do is fine. Your, Your style of parenting is absolutely okay. Well, I got news for you. If your kids, small children, are climbing all over something they're not supposed to be climbing all over and you don't do something about it, then you are not doing your job as a parent. We had that here at the house a couple of years back. We had somebody visiting. It's actually a cousin. <laughs> and I, I make no mistake, I love the cousin, I love his wife, I love all of them. But their son was climbing all over our uh, bar stools. And, and they weren't doing it. Hey, buddy, would you stop that? Hey, buddy. And I, I, I jumped in there and I thought, am I, am I going to say something? Is it going to be insulting? And I thought, well, no, those are my bar stools. I know how much they cost. I know how long I had to work to be able to afford them. And I know how, they, how valuable they are in our family because we don't have a a formal dining room. When we eat dinner, uh, we have seating at the bar. When we have friends over, we have family over. We did Thanksgiving 
and we've done it for the last couple of years at the bar. It's just, and it's curved so that everybody can see everybody. It's it's fantastic. So to me, those bar stools don't represent uh, a jungle gym or or monkey bars or you know a gym set outside. Those represent X number of hours that I had to ply my craft, such as it is, and exchange that for some sort of currency, and then exchange that for those bar stools. So I, I waited, you know, a couple of moments, waiting for for mom and dad to to say something. And when that didn't happen, I I turned to him. I said, hey, son, uh, you need to stop doing that right now. And he looked at me. And he started to move like he was going to, you know, do the climbing. And I said, absolutely not. In fact, here's a good idea. Get off the stool. And he looked at me. And then he looked at his dad. And then his dad looked at me. And then everybody looked at his mom. And then they all looked at me. And then guess what? He got off the stool and behaved himself. That's just the way it is. Doesn't mean I love him any less. Doesn't mean I I dislike someone here. I just, you've got to do what it is that you are charged with doing. It's your responsibility as as a parent. This whole idea that, well, you know, we're going to be friends with our children. Well, no, you shouldn't be. You can be friendly with your children. I'm not telling you you need to poke them with a branch every day, but I am telling you, uh, your kids better hear the word no every once in a while. And your kids need to be taught some degree of respect. I am always so touched by by younger people who utilize Mr. Katz or Mrs. Katz or Mr. Jeff. I'll take Mr. Jeff. I'm, I'm cool with that. And in many places, many places, you don't see that. We have uh, very, very dear friends of ours. Very dear friends. My gosh. Uh, the, 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 the little boy, well, little boy, he's in college now. He's Joe's age. He, yes, <laughs> Captain absolutely counts. Honorifics are always in vogue. Uh, but, but he was best friends with Joe from the time they were in kindergarten until, I don't know, yesterday or tomorrow or however that's going to work. And to this point, and, and he, in many ways, sort of kind of grew up in our house, and Joe kind of sort of grew up in, in the other house. You know, he still refers to me as Mr. Katz. And, and I'm thinking, please. But no, that's, it's just the way he was raised. And there's some things you do, that's the way it's supposed to be. So that's why I say when I talk about small business, that's why I love talking to business owners. Because I need to learn some of these things. I need to understand their challenges. And I have one rule. If I find that I am the smartest guy in the room, I look for another room. I, I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. I don't think I'm qualified to be the smartest guy in the room. I always want to be in a position where I can learn something from somebody. Where someone else has an experience or has a knowledge or, or has a skill set that I don't have. And I can learn something from them. Just just a little piece of advice from your friendly old Uncle Jeff. It is 413 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. 420 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Thursday's the day this week, by the way. Sunshine and 60. I'll take that. And then next week, just FYI, next weekend, 65. 
All right. So a little something to look forward to. I'm, uh, I'm monitoring as we speak my uh, eBay empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm selling off a bunch of stuff. And I am, uh, well, I, you know, Heidi and I are into this whole fun sizing thing. We're, we're, you know, we're at an age where it's like, well, we're not having many more kids. And we're, we're not, um, you know, we love our house. Like to think it's kind of our forever home. And it's got a very unique vibe to it. And we're just trying to get into that. And, and some of the stuff, I've accumulated so much crap over the years. Good Lord. I, I collected this. I collected that. I collected that. I collected this. And I, I've heard about it for, well, how long have I been married now? Uh, well, anyway, just about every day since I've been married. All right. That's good. And I thought, you know, some of the stuff I, I don't really look at anymore. And there are other people who actively collect these things. So I'll put a couple of money, a couple of dollars in my pocket and give somebody the opportunity to enjoy these collectibles. And that's what I'm doing. And it's, it's actually really, really cool. Uh, Jeff says this text on the chronic care of Richmond text line 833-804-1140. Jeff, I've been married for 33 years. Been the best two years of my life. All right, all right. Mike in Bottoms Bridge says, Jeff, I learned a long time ago dealing with the feds is always a bad mistake. Anytime you deal with them, you're going to wind up on the short end of the stick. Jeff, I don't want to go into too many details and give away too much on here, but it's crazy to think how today's 30-somethings are living uh, regarding the raising of children. I had someone... The other day that I had to uh, deal with this, uh, tell me that they believe it's disrespectful to the child to make them call you Mr. or Mrs. My father would have backhanded me across the face if I did not say Mr. or Mrs. and yes, ma'am or no, ma'am. Yes, sir. And no, sir. Well, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Yeah. Jeff, when I was growing up, if I didn't say yes, sir and no, sir to all adults, my father would get after me. Yeah. It's Jared in Mechanicsville, and uh, he wants us to know I have instilled that in my own kids. Good. I, I just think that's the way to go. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's nasty at all. I, I don't think you're hurting the child by showing them that some sort of respect to others is the right way to go. Respect means nothing in terms of the financial ledger. Right? It doesn't cost you a nickel. You can treat everyone with respect, even bad people, people who are bad to you. You can still treat them with some sort of respect. And I think that's a good thing. Now, we have a lot that we're going to be dealing with. And I know it's 2024, presidential election, congressional election, Senate election. Everything's up for election, it seems. It's the year of the election. But there's, there's a lot beyond the election, just so you know. There are a lot of these other issues that are going to impact this again this matter of respect and how you're raising children and 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 people who say to others oh yeah well you know we live together it's the same as being married and i'm thinking no it's not It, it it isn't the same as being married i'm not telling you that what you're doing is good bad or indifferent but please don't insult what i have what i i've done because marriages require work the whole living together thing at this point uh just means I'm going to grab my socks and go if that's what I decide, right? Used to be that you'd have to get your albums or your or your CDs. Well, now everything's on the phone, so you don't have to really have to get that. You still got to get your socks. I I can't do that, nor should I do that. Heidi can't do that. 
because marriages require work. Marriages are about a commitment before God and to God. And living together, even if you say, well, you know, we're, we don't date other people, all well and good, but it is not the same. And it really is insulting to those of us who are married to have people diminish it that way. It's a little bit like the, the dog moms. I'm a dog mom. You're not. I get that you love your dogs. Look, I love my dogs. I really do. I absolutely adore my dogs, and I adore other people's dogs, and I think dogs are, are, well, in many ways, probably God's greatest creation, which is why dogs spelled backwards is God. But as much as you love them, and as much as you joke around about being their, their parents, you're not. We have to be honest about that. It's not the same. Words mean things or they don't. And I know we're headed in this direction. Let's not kid ourselves. Where words don't mean anything. Where descriptions don't mean anything. Where where that, that surfing company can say to a girl, we're not going to use you anymore. We're going to have a guy dressed up like a girl. That's going to represent our female division. Crazy. 426, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 433. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Monday. Got to head to the post office again tomorrow. Got six shipments to send out. Oh, I'm telling you, this whole eBay thing is exciting. And it's clearing up some space, which is pretty cool. You know, I had uh, a couple of guys came up here. Uh, one is a, is a longtime friend, and uh, his uh, cohort. Because I was going to say partner, but you know, now partner is some sort of a like a personal relationship. You know, his they do this great podcast together called Badge to the Bone, Alan and Denny. And uh, I've been listening since they started. I guess this is their third season that they're on now. Uh, both retired law enforcement officers, and the podcast is is one of those that. You don't have to be in law enforcement or prior law enforcement to to get it. It's just a couple of really cool guys talking about a lot of stuff. But it is that law enforcement angle that really resonates with me and their desire to help. So uh, they said, "Can we come up and chat with you?" I said, "Oh, absolutely." So that's uh, that's out there now. I'll I'll get the link and let you know where you can find it. And they're going to be on. Uh, I, I told Jeremy that we got to get. Uh, Alan and Denny on just to talk a little bit about it because the law enforcement community, whether you realize it or not, is seeing so many different types of crisis right now. Uh, You've got men and women who are doing that job or trying to do that job who, frankly, are no longer supported. Uh, Their agency leadership is is not supportive. The municipal leadership is not supportive. And, 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 you know, this is this cross the country. I'm not pointing anybody out here locally, uh, but but this is a problem. We talk about Jim, with uh, Jim, Jimmy Galliano. Jimmy was with us the other day, and you know, Jimmy, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, is now going to be with us uh, every other week. We'll be talking about these issues. It's it's a huge problem, and uh, so I had a chance to sit down with these guys, and we just had a great time. Uh, it's just just three guys sort of shooting the breeze and talking about a whole slew of things and having a good time. So uh, I'm, I'm going to invite them. I did invite them, and Jeremy's going to uh, get that all together. But it, it's one of those things that you need to be aware of. 
And even as you're you're sitting, thinking about, well, I'm not a cop, or I'm not, I'm not married to a deputy sheriff, or I don't have an uncle who's a, a state trooper. No, no, I understand. But if something bad happens to you, and you you dial that magical phone number, and then nobody comes, well, that's a problem. Don't you think? That's a big problem. So we really do have to stand with those folks. Can I? Uh, I'm I'm so hesitant, so hesitant to share this with you, but it's it's coming from the uh, the Jeff Katz leftover pile, and you know how it is with leftovers. You have a really nice dinner, you got a little something left over, put it in the in the Tupperware, put it in the fridge. Day or two later, you rediscover it. You go, oh yeah, it's even better now. My choices always uh, lasagna. And uh, mac and cheese. Leftover lasagna, leftover mac and cheese. I don't do as many carbs uh, these days as I I did many years ago. But when I do have them, and it's a nice treat, uh, let me tell you something. Those things the next day, the day after, perfect. The one that almost split up the Katz family, salad. Heidi and the boys, of course, are, you know, right-thinking, normal human beings. And so they believe that salad should be should be fresh and, and, and crisp. Uh, number one, for the most part, I don't want green stuff on my plate. I don't care what it is. Uh, it came out of the ground. Clearly, it's dirty. So, I, I yeah, just, but, but when I do, and I have the salad, I love, almost embarrassed to say, I love leftover salad. It is soggy like nobody's business it takes on the the look the feel of a science project in high school that's just gone awry but i love it so we're doing this now with some of our audio leftovers now they have to be timeless right i mean if we have uh an audio leftover that's uh the Baltimore Ravens headed for the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, that that that's something that's not going to keep. Well, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to do. Yeah, yeah. If you watch that game at all, uh, didn't quite work out. And I was pulling for Baltimore, not because I'm necessarily a fan of Baltimore, but Lamar Jackson grew up in Boynton Beach, Florida, and that's like one town over from uh, from where my brother lives and my folks lived for years. So I, I was kind of pulling for him for that but it didn't quite work out and then of course you know kansas city now has this whole taylor swift thing i get it taylor swift unbelievably talented very very easy on the eyes but honest to god she's just got to go away i don't want to see her at football games and now we're going to see at the super bowl and it just there's something about it that's rubbing me the wrong way i don't know why i shouldn't be that way so Here's an audio leftover. This is from CBS. Now, CBS, of course, also purports to be a a serious news operation. You'll have to decide. Uh, leftover, cut number five, please. Tossin, you did change your mind. Yes. On the president. Why? Um, I was a champion for Joe Biden until October 7th. I feel he's disowned us, disenfranchised us with his stance on Gaza. What do you mean by that? He's not listening to us. We are asking for a ceasefire at this time. Uh, it's a human humanitarian catastrophe in Gaza. Too many lives are being lost at this time. I was never a single-issue voter. In fact, I used to argue with people not to be single-issue voters, but for me, this is a deal-breaker. Mm-hmm. Way too many lives have been lost. When you say us, you're Muslim, is that what yes. you mean? Mm-hmm. You think the Muslim community here feels as you do? Yes, I think a vast majority of Muslims, Arab Americans, uh, even progressives uh, who 
I identify myself as a progressive, and many people that I talk to in my circles do not are not going to be voting for Joe Biden. Mm, yeah, I don't really care. But uh, Ms. Brennan there from CBS fails Journalism 101 because she doesn't tell us who that guy is. Oh, she uses his first name, but she doesn't tell us anything at all about his background. And it is his background and his position with CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations. That's a big part of the story. That's a huge part of the story. And for whatever reason whether it is just gross incompetence, I suppose that's possible, uh, intentional neglect, that's uh, possible, I hate to think so, or, or intentionally covering it up, even worse, uh, there's some charge of journalistic malpractice there, don't you think? There's something wrong with that. And you can go, I, I've got it posted, look, if you didn't see it, uh, the Jeff Cat Show over on Facebook. I've got the whole thing. You can look at her, look at him, look at the little group. Uh, the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. You can go over there, follow that page, and that way you you don't miss this stuff. But you do need to know the background. The background is always important. The context is always important. And the fact that someone as widely regarded as a as a talent, as a as a a great reporter, as a Ms. Brennan is that's a big deal you you can't do a story like that and not tell all of us who that guy is now he can have all the opinions he wants i i don't i i don't agree with him on the issues obviously but i will defend his right to have his opinions you need to know who he is and why he might have those opinions. Let me give you another one. We've got another leftover. Germ just uh, added it to the uh, uh, the little audio uh, chalkboard at the front of the uh, the restaurant. He didn't even make it into the menu, but it's it's on the little chalkboard. Uh, the, the the health fascism, right? Let me let, let me hear that. Nobody likes it when you use use the example of China, but in fact, China made itself virus free for almost three years and held its economy together while we floundered and watched you know, 1.1 million Americans die. I mean, the death rate of every country in Asia, whether it's an autocracy like China or whether it's a semi-democracy like South Korea or Japan, I shouldn't say semi-democracy, you know, they did much better than we did. Mm -hmm. um, and they did it because of good leadership and because of the population cooperated with, uh, with, with uh, the recommendations that were made. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you tell people you're going to do this or we're going to shoot you in the head, uh, guess what? People have a tendency to comply, even when your uh, requests are absolutely positively outrageous, egregious, and uh, inappropriate. Can you imagine? Now, there, once again, well-regarded, upstanding reporter, real reporter, serious journalist, not like one of those uh, goofy talk radio people. No, 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 no. That's a real reporter there telling you, well, if only we would have been more like China. You know, China figured this whole thing out, really? China created this whole thing in the first place, the whole COVID thing. Then we got, what, 18 months, was it? 24 months of COVID theater? Are you going to have to wear a mask? You're going to have to wear a mask. And, no, you're going to have to wear two masks. No, no, four masks, six pairs of rubber gloves, and you'll have to stay seven. No, five. No, six. Six, six feet away. That's the magic number. Oh, please, give me a break, will you? I still see people with masks. I don't understand this. 
And I keep questioning, are, did you just jump off a stagecoach? Are you walking into the bank to hold it up? What are you doing? And you're not even wearing the mask right. I mean, if you're going to play the part, well, this is all about safety and health. All right, then at least wear the flipping mask properly. And I should not be able to tell what sort of condiments you had on your burger as I look at your mask. Just sharing that. I got one more little leftover, and this is one. I, you know what? I, I don't want to say anything until you hear it. Germ, you know the one I'm talking about. Uh, an uninvited visitor had something to say. You are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Ah, very easy. <laughs> the, the entitlement. The entitlement. Uh, no, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. Now, that's an illegal alien. Came across the Mexico-U.S. border. Of course, uh, this administration has destroyed the border. They have turned uh, Border Patrol and... Customs and Border Protection agents into uh, Uber Eats drivers and babysitters. Does that guy sound like he has come here for uh, for a better life? I'm here to tell you, he's not here w- with the, quote, entitlement. See, the, the, the one guy there off to the side, the, the reporter dude, and, well, activist reporter dude, said, oh, listen to the entitlement. No, no. I'm here to tell you, that's somebody who's thinking about doing something bad in this country against us. Let's hear that one more time, Germ. You are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Wow, very easy. <laughs> the, the entitlement, the entitlement. Uh, no, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. Okay. 446, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 450, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Time for us to get a check of traffic from the MyInsuranceDoctor.com Traffic Center, official insurance of News Radio, WRBA. Forecast from the personal injury attorneys of Cravens and Old Weather Center for this evening of the overnight. Cloudy skies, lows of 29. Tomorrow, partly cloudy highs of 48. Right now, 50 at Richmond's News Weather and Traffic Station News Radio, WRB. 451. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Monday. I don't know if you watched any football over the weekend. Uh, two teams playing now that I I just don't care all that much about. I I thought the the Detroit Lions would have been interesting, right? When's the last time they were, were they ever in a Super Bowl? I don't remember. It's been a long time. I got one one friend, no, two two friends over uh, in Michigan, not too far from Detroit, and and to, to chat with uh, them. Let me tell you something. Uh, it, it was just miserable. It's a little bit like the Buffalo Bills. Remember, Carl Leonard was here last week, Sheriff of Chesterfield County, talking about the 
the never-ending disappointment of the Buffalo Bills. So anyway, it's the Niners and uh, uh, the other guys, the, the Chiefs. I always do a big game food off, you know? Like, like I make the food for that city. Kansas City, I guess we're doing barbecue. I guess that's what that'll be. And they do this weird thing in Kansas City called cheesy corn, which if you're asking me, and I know you're not, but if you were to ask me, I would tell you, I don't think I would eat if you, you hit me in the head with a shovel. I mean, I just didn't like it. And then San Francisco, all right, you got you got a great Chinatown. Well, you used to have a great Chinatown in San Francisco. San Francisco. You used to have great seafood. You don't have much in San Francisco anymore, but uh, I'll, I guess I'll figure that out. Uh, Jeff, yeah, leftover salad. You go, man. Thank you. Thank you, 804. One other person on God's green earth who agrees with me that leftover salad is a good way to go. Uh, Jeff, I agree with you 100% about the Taylor Swift sign show. I don't care if she's there. I'm just here to watch a football game. Mm-hmm. Jeff, journalism died when Barack Obama took the White House. Yeah, I guess that was, that was probably the final point, but it had been on a downward slope for a long, long time time uh nanny says jeff i left a uh, comment earlier today to the fox news phone line and i said they're fixated on taylor swift intelligent followers of fox want news not fluff every three out of four stories i get it again she's a superstar absolute huge huge superstar and easy on the eyes let's not kid ourselves but it, it takes away, in, in, in large part, from the game. There's some questions about Travis Kelsey. I'm telling you. What about the uh, the dirty player assessment? I, I've seen that and read that from a bunch of people. Yeah. All right, I guess the Lions never won one, right? They won four national championships prior to the Super Bowl title. Okay, well, fair enough. No, we'll have to do something with it, I'm sure. All right, we got a lot of stuff, believe it or not, still to come. I, I want to quickly remind you about a couple of things, if you don't mind. Uh, if you miss anything, I'm talking about something, going, man, I wish I would have heard. Okay, go to newsradiowrva.com, newsradiowrva.com, and you'll be able to to listen to everything there. If I'm talking about a video or something, you'll always find it. I, I, I send stuff out on X, Jeff Cat Show on X, Jeff Cat Show on X, and then uh, on Facebook, the Jeff Cat Show, the Jeff Cat Show is, is probably the best way to do it. A lot of folks asking about politics and pints. Is it coming back? The answer is yes. When is it coming back? I, I, I know we don't have an exact date yet, but it is going to be soon. How's that? Does that? Yeah, it's going to be relatively soon. So you'll want to stay tuned because, as you know, we get the VIP tickets up there. They're they're gone within an hour or so. Uh, not that there's ever a bad seat, but I always want people to take advantage of those uh, VIP tickets and the meet and greet and the whole the whole Megillah. Tomorrow morning, my friend John Reed's going to be here at 6 a.m. Please make sure you are here as well. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Five oh three, 
Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It's Monday. My goodness, 5.03 already. Uh, today just seems to be uh, sort of flying by. Great, great lunch with uh, my dear friend Billy Kane from A Plus Roofing, A Plus Windows. Sons Billy and Chris were there. I mean, we just had a great time. We just uh, wonderful, wonderful time. And then a uh, little show here is going pretty well this afternoon, I would say. Our, our friend Carl Carlson, unfortunately, is a little under the weather. Uh, texted me and said, "Hey, I've got a, I got a bad cold, and it's it's kind of morphed into laryngitis." So I thought, well. Right, you shouldn't be here because nobody's going to hear you. So, so we'll get Carl on again. Not to worry. Tomorrow, uh, we've got some some great, great, great stuff. Smartest lawyer on God's green earth, Joe Moreno, uh, former federal prosecutor, is going to be with us. Uh, Joe is now joining us. I think it's is it every other Tuesday. I think is the way that it's uh, shaking up. And uh, Joe is hopefully going to explain this eighty-three million dollar judgment. Against former President Trump. I see this as lawfare. That's what's happening here. You got all sorts of segments of the legal system, which is supposed to be fair and unbiased, right? Lady Justice is blindfolded. And maybe it's just me, but boy, it seems like it's all being used as 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 a weapon. It's being weaponized. So Joe Moreno will be here tomorrow and Dr. Michael Brown. We had to reschedule him, but tomorrow is the day. Uh, there is a nonstop, incessant attack on people of faith, people of the Christian faith in particular. And Dr. Brown is going to be here to address that. I'm looking forward to all of that. And, and you know, I just have to share this with you, 4 o'clock this afternoon, as I'm getting Julio off the bus, Dave and Alfred are the, uh, the, the bus staff, great guys. Got a nice smile and a wave from Julia's friend. So that was pretty cool. All right, so let us get to a couple of these other... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, I just forgot. i got to give you an update. I've got to give you an update. Am I or am I not getting the Special Olympics logo tattooed somewhere on my uh, body? Well, at the moment, the answer is no. Carl Leonard at the moment has $11,125 that he has raised. This is coming to an end in the next couple of days. So if, if in fact, you want me to join Carl... And getting the Special Olympics tattoo live on a Facebook broadcast will be at uh, Journey's End Tattoo Studio in Powhatan. Mike Ivey is the gentleman who stepped up and said, oh, yeah, I'll do that for you guys. Uh, Carl said if he got to $10,000, he would get it. It'll be a live broadcast on Facebook. So Carl's definitely getting one. And uh, I said if we could get to $15,000, I would join Carl. And we've only got a couple of days left uh, to raise hmm, about four grand. If you think you want to be part of this, uh, go to the uh, Special Olympics of Virginia page, uh, specialolympicsva.org, and you can look up the Polar Plunge and uh, Carl Leonard's fundraising page. Okay, uh, let me share with you one or two other things, if you do not mind. PBS functions as a state-financed media operation. I think most of us have figured that out through the years. Uh, Fervently, fervently left-wing. Now, well, they're also in the propaganda business. Maybe the P is propaganda. That would make sense, right? Propaganda BS? Yeah, that would be PBS. Cut number one, please. 
About seven in 10 Americans say abortion should be allowed in cases of rape or incest. But since the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade in 2022, nine states have banned abortion even in those cases. Five others have exceptions for rape, but only in the very early stages of pregnancy or after the assault is reported to law enforcement. In a new study published this week in the Journal of the American Medical Association, researchers used government data on sexual violence to calculate that since the Supreme Court said states could regulate abortion however they want, there have been more than 64,000 rape-related pregnancies in jurisdictions with bans. They estimate that 26,000 of those were in Texas alone. Dr. Samuel Dickman is one of the study's co-authors. He's an abortion provider and the chief medical officer for Planned Parenthood of Montana. Dr. Dickman, is there anything in what you found uh, in your study that surprised you? Well, thank you, John. You know, the numbers are just shocking. We know that sexual assault is common, or at least people who work in the reproductive health world know that it's common. But seeing the scale of, of this problem, I mean, it was honestly horrifying when um, when we conducted this study. And you say in your, your report, or at least I, I take it you're saying that this could actually be an undercount. Well, Studying sexual assault and rape is notoriously challenging because it's such a stigmatized life event. So some people will never report that they were sexually assaulted, even on an anonymous survey. So that would cause our estimates to be too low. On the other hand, there are other assumptions that we have to make in a modeling study that might bias the estimates uh, to be too high. So we think we use the best available data using um, published peer-reviewed research. But of course, these are just estimates. Uh Uh-huh. So I don't know if you caught the part where uh, uh, Dr. Dickman is introduced as a, quote, abortion provider. In other words, this is his business. It's like Infanticide, Inc., and does he talk about being an abortion provider? No, no. Uh, when you work in the reproductive health area, you're not offering any reproductive health, Doc. You're you're in the business of killing the babies. I got it. It's your business. I personally think it's vile and disgusting and 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 just abhorrent. But why can't you be honest about it? And you think you underestimated the number of women who were raped and got pregnant. Now, here's the weird part about this. Number one, the, the, the one thing I think that everyone can agree on is the absolutely inexcusable, d- terrible situation where a woman is raped. Is that, can we not all left, right, center, tall, short, can we, can we all agree on that? That it is horrible, it is wrong. But now we have to move into this area that this propagandist on the television, along with this uh, professional abortion dude, are talking about. And they're claiming that with restrictions on abortions, somehow women who are raped will be forced to carry the baby if, in fact, they become pregnant. If you look at the most stringent, the strictest anti-abortion pro-life legislation, there seem to be present in all of those pieces of legislation a section dealing with women who are raped. If you are of the opinion that 
every life is precious. You should never terminate a life. Uh, every, I personally find myself in that camp. Then you will be terribly disappointed by the exceptions that are provided to women who have been raped. If you are of the opinion that, well, uh, abortion ought to be cool right up until the time that you, you have the baby, or remember uh, Ralph Northam a little bit after you have the baby. You, I don't know, I don't quite understand your thinking. But that idea that women who are raped should not be victimized a second time, I absolutely get that. I don't necessarily agree with this, that, or the other, but what, what, what troubles me the most? Hearing people who are not telling the truth about the situations. And I would dare tell you that what we just heard is really not truthful. And that's where I have the problem with it. You know, Governor Yunkin proposed all of this, I would say, common sense legislation, right, on the abortion issue. Now, you remember, a couple of years back, State Delegate Kathy Tram was like, well, no, we have abortion, right? How many years can you have the kid before you decide, yeah, I don't really like them? Because that seemed to be where she was headed. It was crazy. Governor Yunkin came up with these legitimate, reasoned, well-thought-out, commonsensical ideas. And, and of course, the, the, the far left is like, nope, you've got to be able to dispatch these kids anytime. That's just not the way it works. Or that's not the way most of us feel that it should work. But everybody's unhappy with this. And maybe that means there's, there's something good there. Those of us who are pro-life, period, are going to be upset that there are uh, weak limits, oh, up until 15 weeks or 19 weeks. Okay, so that, that's going to bug the, the, the pro-lifers like me, right? And the other side's going to be upset because there's some limitations now not going quite as far. So maybe that's the way this is handled now. I don't know. I don't know. I do know that truth and honesty in this discussion, in every discussion, should be a requirement. That should be a prerequisite. And I don't think we're hearing that. I just, uh, I really, really, really do not. Okay, uh, lots of stuff coming up. Uh, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., John Reed is going to be here. And did you hear John's? I think it's going to be very interesting. The current Chesterfield County. County uh, State Senator Glenn Sturdivant, along with the former Chesterfield County State Senator Amanda Chase. If you have not signed up for Amanda's email blasts, uh, I would urge you to do that. I think you just go to her website. I'll, I'll get the address for you. I mean, she and I were, were, were texting about it. Uh, and, I, of course, I mentioned this the other day, and I got people going, you know, I don't like Amanda Chase. Well, that's okay. I, uh, but she's doing a really, really, really solid job of presenting the legislation that's coming before the state Senate, analyzing it. You know, she was there for eight years. She, she knows a thing or two about uh, legislation in the Senate and how the Senate operates. So I would find that website, sign up for it, and uh, read it on a regular basis. All right? Uh, what time? 5.15. It's 5.15. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday. Mm. 
Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, right? It's the beginning of a, of a new and exciting week, I hope. I hope everybody's got some good stuff uh, coming their way. I am uh, doing my best, as I've uh, shared with you, to, uh, to look at the good, right? You look at the upside. I'm telling you, this thing, Mike Love was here a couple of months ago from the Beach Boys, one of the founding members of the Beach Boys. A super cool guy. And did a lot of uh, musical stuff that, uh, if you remember, I'm going to get the details wrong, but he told the story about uh, uh, a disabled young man who got a lot out of their music, and he, he did a lot with them. And so that, it just kind of touched me. I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's the Beach Boys, right? Very, very few musical groups uh, ever achieved the prominence of the Beach Boys. And here's Mike Love, who's one of the original guys. I mean, and he said, well, you know, why don't you come up to uh, Meadow Event Park in Doswell? You know, come see the show. And I, I, I said, well, we're, we're going to see the show anyway. We go to just about everything at the, uh, the After Hours series up there at Meadow Event Park in Doswell because it's, you know, 10 minutes away, 20 minutes away, whatever it is. So we always go. He said, oh, well, do me a favor. Yeah, come backstage before and let's just chat. So we're talking about a whole slew of stuff. And he, he really wanted to talk a lot about politics, and I really wanted to talk about his involvement with, uh, with Transcendental Meditation. And uh, so we each got uh, a bite of the apple, if you will. And he said, well, you ought to, you ought, if you, you're interested in it, you ought to try it. It's a relatively easy process to learn. It it's really becomes, have you dedicated the time? 23 minutes in the morning, 23 minutes in the afternoon is, is, is what it is when you look at it. And can you do that? It is so much more difficult than I ever would have imagined. Because I thought, oh, I'm, I'll just sit on the couch and I'll set the uh, one of the kitchen timers. And uh, sure, how, how, how tough could that be? Well, you think about it. The real world happening all around you. And, and, and you're, you're listening to things or you're seeing things. Or you're, you're hearing, oh, my God, I got to do that. I got to do this. Do you have the discipline to uh, to stay with it? Uh, and I have found it's very, very, very beneficial, but it can be difficult just to budget that amount of time. And it's not replacing anything. I, I just want you to be clear on that. Right? There's still time for for prayer. I, I always listen, right? Tara Lee Cobble, the Bible recap every single day. Love it. And... Can I add this? Well, anyway, I've I, I've sort of kind of uh, added it, and it's it's just it's a different sort of a mindset that I'm I'm trying to embrace. You know, we had the the whole serenity prayer the other day, and 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 if you're thinking, oh, this doesn't have anything to do with politics, it has everything to do with politics. You have a role to play. I have a role to play. We select our leaders in theory, right? Fair, free, open elections. That's what we're all hoping for. That's what we all hope is actually happening. And there are a lot of people now, unfortunately, who have questions about that. So what's our obligation? Well, I'm going to sit here and gripe about it. Okay, you, you will accomplish nothing. You've got a candidate. You actively support your candidate. You make sure you vote. You tell people about them. And 2024 is a very, very important year. It's not just the, the team well, I always vote for uh, Team D. I always vote for Team R. I, okay. That's not what this is about, though. What this is about is the future of this country. It is about whether your daughter is going to be able to feel safe and secure in a, in, in a locker room or a bathroom. 
It is about whether your daughter is going to get an athletic scholarship based on her athletic prowess as she competes against other young women as opposed to guys. That's what's on the ballot. Uh, what is our position in the world? Are our leaders of the world looking at the United States saying, well, they're completely and totally weak over there? Or are they looking at us and saying, well, you know, uh, they're pretty strong, and frankly, that other guy, I just don't know what that other guy's going to do, so maybe we just behave ourselves. There's a lot at stake here. And you get all wrapped up in the party affiliation. I mean, you know my party, you know I think we're better, but but you got to look at the big, big, big issues at stake here. One of the guys who does it just about better than anybody else, my friend John Reed. I'll be listening to him tomorrow morning at 6. Hope to see you there. In fact, right here, News Radio WRVA. 5:33. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is Monday afternoon. I'm listening to the uh, the ABC News there, and the Schmuck Schumer part. Well, you know, we got to have bipartisan. One of the relatively few explicit things that the president can do is shut down the border. He could shut it down tomorrow. He doesn't need any new legislation. None. None. All he has to do is say, shut it down. Stop it. That's all. The Department of Homeland Security, the United States Border Patrol, Customs and Border Protection, these are all executive branch agencies. Well, we need Congress. You don't need Congress. Congress appropriates money. If, if you are trying, trying to somehow say, well, we, we, uh, uh, we want an excuse, well, I guess then you need people on all sides of the aisle because you're trying to excuse whatever behavior it is and you're trying to get yourself cover. But President Biden, President Trump, President Obama, President Clinton, President Bush, or President Bush, any one of them could just stand up and say, yeah, uh, let's let's shut this puppy down for now. That's all. There are executive agencies, Border Patrol and Customs and Border Protection. There's, there's absolutely zero that is needed from the House, zero that's needed from the Senate. This is a choice made by this White House. This is a choice made by uh, the uh, delusional guy in the Oval Office and his real puppet masters. I mean, it's just the way that it is. The way that it is. All right. uh, Let me uh, remind you quickly about the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140-833-804-1140. That is the uh, text line always happy to take a look at your texts tomorrow we've got uh, joe moreno will uh, analyze this whole 83 million dollar uh, legal settlement award whatever the heck it was with his e gene carroll now the weird thing remember we we're talking about it the other day she doesn't remember the day the date uh doesn't know what decade it was apparently she had this whole cover on was it new yorker Ma- no I don't know, either, no, it must have been New York Magazine. I think that's where it was. And she was wearing this specific dress. And then the New York Times, of all people, hardly members of the vast right-wing conspiracy, they went and analyzed the dress in terms of date and said this this dress wasn't manufactured for years after she claims Donald Trump uh, assaulted her. 
So this is far from over, and Joe Moreno, former federal prosecutor, will uh, will be here to uh, talk a little bit about it and where it's headed. And Dr. Michael Brown, who I just, uh, I think the world of, as I tell you, every time he's on, I've got an entire, well, it started as just one shelf in a bookcase. Now I'm looking over, I think the entire bookcase now is just Dr. Brown books. And uh, he is he's very concerned, as as every decent person should be. The assault that we are seeing on people of faith, always a friendly description, but but narrow that faith down. We're, we're talking about all-out assaults against people who happen to be practicing Christians. And we as Jews, others as Muslims, others as Hindus or Buddhists, man, we ought to put our money where our mouth is and stand up for the Christians who are under assault. Because if we don't, then then we're no better than those who are doing the assaults who are launching the attacks. Okay, uh, let me uh, share with you. Yeah, we had a couple of snippets here that I really do want to get to before the end of the program. Uh, Mark Cuban, who used to be my favorite shark on Shark Tank. I guess, I don't know, I haven't watched in a long time. But he always had these comments that I, I thought were telling. And he would say, hey, listen, you've got a great product or a great idea. But you know what? It's not for me. I just, I, I, can't, I can't get behind it, I can't do it, I can't work with it, so I'm out. And that is how I approach advertisers, clients. I get people all the time saying, hey, Jeff, could you tell people about this or that? And I, I've got rules. I really do. I've got to use what, you, what you're talking about. I have to know you. I got, I, I'm very, very cautious about that because uh, what I'm leaving to my sons is my name, right? There's a certain legacy such as it is, but there's a name. And so with that, I, I adopt that Mark Cuban attitude of, boy, this looks like a great product, but I'm out. I can't, I can't do that. Oh, what a great service. And it'll be right for somebody, but it, it's, not, it's not me. So I like Mark Cuban. I like his, his, his broadcast. I mean, he's a fascinating guy, but man, he has just wrapped himself up in this diversity, equity, and inclusion nonsense. And then he said, oh, no, no, we're not really doing DEI. Listen to cut number four, the CEO of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Because I know the business case for diversity. And you have to have a diverse group of people around the table uh, if you really want to be as successful as you can be. And so so we took that on. So we laid out that vision, laid out a set of values. And then I had one-on-one with all the employees and then made some leadership changes. And so now we have almost 50% women in leadership and 47% people of color. And so diversity matters. It matters. So your your goal was to set the NBA standard for leadership for for diversity and inclusion. And and do you are you now the most diverse and inclusive leadership uh, team in, in for an NBA organization? Uh, I know we're 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 somewhere at the top. Uh, we we actually ended up getting the NBA's uh, uh, diversity and inclusion award in January wow. uh, for all of the work that we have done. Hmm. Okay. Hey, put together your board and your management team any way you want. I'm cool with that. It would seem to me the goal of the Dallas Mavericks or of of any for-profit operation is to increase that profit part of the phrase for-profit. Right? You want to sell tickets? That's part of it, but you want to sell merchandise. That's the real business of the, of the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's the merchandising. So... If you're telling me that having this, quote, diverse work crew is increasing that, fantastic. I, I Full steam ahead. 
But I think there are a lot of people that would question that. I think there are a lot of people who looked at that article as an example in the New York Post last week. This uh, examination of hiring standards in the FBI, right? This was current and retired FBI special agents, uh, supervisors, people in the training field who said you just wouldn't believe the sorts of uh, cuts that we're making to standards in the, in the interest of, in the name of DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. That, that ought to concern people. It certainly concerns me. Hey, I've got another little snippet here. I know I often tell you about MSNBC, but no, no, no. Uh, PBS, taxpayer-funded. I'm hoping that uh, whoever uh, is, is part of this got themselves a nice uh, tote bag or umbrella or something. But PBS, which I'm beginning to think probably stands for propaganda BS, uh, they're now on about uh, so-called transitioning, right, the, uh, the surgery. Take a listen to cut number two. The backers of the ban say they're trying to keep children safe from medical experimentation. That's what they call it, citing risks, for example, with puberty blockers. Orion, where does the evidence stand right now? What is best for these children mentally and physically? So whenever a child is going through with gender-affirming care, it already involves elements such as a mental health screening. It already involves being told of what the consequences are with the child and the parents involved and going through a process of, these are all the irreversible changes. These are the reversible changes. Here's what you can expect on the line. Um, So all of that is already part of the process. And gender-affirming care has been uh, approved by several major medical organizations who say this care is safe. Um, And it's the way that uh, Republicans frame this care, it's framed in a way that they're just given this care without any context of of what they can expect and what the side effects are. And that's just not true. That's always a part of the discussion when you're receiving this kind of care. You've covered other ways states are targeting trans people in new proposed laws. What are you watching for in the year ahead? In the year ahead, I'm watching for more states to be focused on restrictions on trans adults uh, beyond gender-affirming care. Right now, uh, at least 10 states are trying to change how they define sex in their state law um, based on reproductive ability in ways that would prevent trans people from being able to uh, access identity documents, which is their driver's license, from being able to access public restrooms, and even in Florida from holding office. And these definitions based on reproductive capacity would also exclude cisgender women uh, who have certain health conditions. And advocates are really concerned about these bills. So that's one thing I'm watching in the next, in the new year. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, I love the PBS fair and balanced stuff, don't you? My goodness, why, why not just say, and here you go, uh, just, just have at it, you got two minutes here, let's give us what you got. Uh, changing the terminology, controlling the language, we've always talked about that. The moment that your, your opponent, your enemy, your uh, contested, I don't know, think, think of whoever you're facing off with, if they control the language, they win. They win right away, automatically before anything even starts. And, and that's what they've done by terming things, quote, gender affirming. Right? There's no discussion. I would ask you to take a look at the state of Ohio. Just what happened within the last couple of weeks in Ohio. Very, very important issues. Very important issues. You need to be aware of it. That's all.
I'm not telling you what to think one way or the other, but you, you need to be aware of this stuff. It's very, very, very important. All right. Uh, tomorrow, Joe Moreno is going to be here. Now, Joe is joining us every other Tuesday on a regular basis now because there's just so much going on legally. There, really, there's just so much now uh, with, with, with legal cases and, of course, this $83 million judgment against former President Donald Trump. You've got the scandal now in Atlanta with this Fannie Willis, the uh, Fulton County District Attorney, who you know bringing all these unbelievable charges, these RICO charges against former President Trump. Well, it turns out that the, the guy she hired at huge, huge bucks... Uh, to be the, quote, prosecutor on this, has, like, no courtroom experience at all, but uh, he has, according to the reports, been cheating on his wife with the DA, and that may very well be what qualified him. So Joe will be here to talk about that, and again, Dr. Michael Brown. 545, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. I love the Bangles. I love Susanna House. Oh, I really, 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 really. All right. Uh, it is Monday, and um, I've got, uh, well, what have I got? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one little uh, snippet I've got to share with you. Uh, I, I, I read this at the beginning of the program. I was so taken aback, just so disgusted. Uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre, who is the uh, the current Minister of Propaganda for uh, for Joe Biden. You know, we had three soldiers killed. Right? You heard about that, didn't you? Uh, an Iran operation. Now, which which Iran front group was specifically responsible? That apparently is still up for debate. The White House says, oh, we're weighing our options. There's only one option. Find the SOBs who did this and kill them. That's your option. How about demonstrating some degree of strength for a change? That's That's your option. But over on yeah, MSNBC, and you know the deal, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. No, 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 it is. It's okay. It's all right. You're welcome. Uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre was with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mika. And we, we don't have to hear all of it, Jerm. I'm, I'm just giving you the heads up. I mean, we'll hear the important part where uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre is asked about the three soldiers who were killed. And her answer will make your flipping hair Hurt. Cut number three. So uh, nothing new to to uh, report back from what uh, Admiral John Kirby shared with all of you about an hour or so ago. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our he- heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls, as the president said yesterday when he was in South Carolina. Our hearts go out to their families, to their friends, and let's not forget there are wounded, also wounded uh, soldier military forces as well, and our hearts go out to them. And so, want to make sure that we uh, offer up uh, those deep, deep, thoughtful uh, condolences to them. But uh, look, the admiral said this, and I'll just repeat, we will respond. Yeah, you don't need to re- repeat anything. 
I mean, I think you said enough when you're talking about the soldier military forces. Uh, when you were talking about, uh, you know, the uh, 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 the the, the uh, uh, military, uh, uh, you know, who fight on behalf of uh, this administration. Somebody needs to sit you down and say, let me explain this to you. There's not a single solitary member of uh, the military uh, community that is fighting on behalf of your administration. In fact, if they are fighting on behalf of your administration, they should not be in the military. Just as someone who was fighting on behalf of the Donald Trump administration shouldn't be there, or the, the Bill Clinton administration, or the Ronald Reagan administration. These are heroes. These are brave men who died. How come you couldn't say that? What was keeping you from saying that? The fact that you don't even know what branch they were in, that in and of itself is disgusting and embarrassing. But you couldn't bring yourself to say three brave men were killed. Something wrong there. But somebody needs to remind you, they're fighting on behalf of our nation. They're not fighting on behalf of your administration. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., my buddy John Reed is going to be here. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to show up late. Join me at 6 a.m. Have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Adios and Viacondios. Going home now to stay. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 